0: I'm Stephanie Ambassador of Fun, and welcome to High Five to That, a podcast all about celebrating fun stories, adventures, or just anything that I'll have you saying. High five to that. And today we have special guest, Jessica Marshall, Girls Rugby Program Manager of Girls Rugby in San Diego. So welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes. Yeah, so uh, before we jump into Girls Rugby and that it's an amazing Organization. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey with rugby.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I found rugby my sophomore year of high school. Um, a few girls in my school had started um, a rugby club, and it was originally a co ed rugby club, and um, high school was in South Burlington, Vermont. And so they had started a rugby club there and I was currently playing soccer and um, they just kind of recruited me. They seemed really awesome and super nice and just said, hey, come out and give it a try. So um, I did. And I fell in love with the sport immediately. Um, And then I continued to play. Um, I played a little bit while I was in New Zealand um, after high school. And then I came back to the States and played at MiraCosta College um, before transferring to UCSD. And then um, I majored there with a um, sociocultural anthropology degree and critical gender studies as my minor. And I really fell in love with critical gender studies. So when I found girls rugby, it was this amazing combination of my love for rugby and critical gender studies um, and just empowering women. So it seemed like a perfect combination for those two passions that I had.
0: Oh, nice. I like that you actually traveled to New Zealand. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't,
1: to clarify, I didn't travel um, specifically for rugby, but um, the fact that New Zealand was an amazing um, rugby community there, I felt like just, you know, having that under my belt and being able to go to a country that a lot of people share that passion, I would be able to find a community there. Um, And I was lucky enough, too. That's kind of the wonderful thing about rugby is where you find another rugby player, you have a friend or family member. So um, it's a great community to be a part of, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and they have the All Blacks there. Yeah, yes. I would actually
1: gone right after um, they'd won the World Cup. And oh, wow. um, people, like, had spray-painted their garage doors with, like, ferns and made, like, these giant metal arts and painted their house black, like, it's... We don't know um, sportsmanship and loyalty quite like they do in New Zealand. Um, So, yeah, it was it was an amazing time to go. Bummed I didn't quite get my visa in time to go for um, the World Cup, but I was able to um, catch the aftermath of it, which was great.
0: That's a lot of fun. (laughs) I like uh, just as a side note that they incorporate um, the culture of New Zealand with the haka and all of that. Yeah, I love watching the haka. It's very powerful. And um, I think it's it's beautiful to see that they're keeping that tradition alive.
1: Yeah, so that's part of the Maori um, tradition, which is the indigenous population there in New Zealand. Um, and so that's, I mean, I think that's kind of one of my favorite things about rugby is just the culture of rugby. I think that there's a lot of tradition um, and a lot of community that's wrapped up in rugby and, you know, the haka is kind of part of carrying out traditions and um, doing all that. So uh, yeah, I, it's a good part of it.
0: Can you give us a little bit of background about girls rugby, like who they are, how they came to be? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so in 2018, um, Jen Heinrich, Aaron Kennedy, um, and another co-founder Hannah all came together and, um, they, kind of channeled their passion for rugby. And um, they were jarred by the statistics that of all of the rugby players registered in the United States, only 1500 of them were girls and women. Um, And then they're kind of wondering, you know, what is the cause of that? And then they looked even deeper. And when you look at um, girls playing sports, it's even more jarring of a number um, that there are 4 million fewer girls playing sports than boys in Mm. our country. Um, And they really wanted to get down to the bottom of, you know, why are girls not continuing with sports? Um, And why are they deciding to back up from sports before hitting high school? And one of the main reasons that they found is that one in three girls um, feel that they don't have, uh, or that they're afraid to lead. And 75% of girls say that they don't think they have what it takes to be a good leader. Um, And, Those are just heartbreaking numbers because, you know, girls can lead and they are powerful. Um, And I think that oftentimes we're um, taught to not use our voice like and for fear of being too bossy or taking up too much space. And um, so these three women in 2018 really wanted to cultivate a space that was centered around the female athlete um, and give her the chance to lead and the chance to grow in an amazing way. And rugby was a passion of theirs. And as I mentioned, rugby has a wonderful community. It's super inclusive and it's really accessible and it's all about You know, everyone has a place on the rugby field, no matter what type of um, player you are, what your skills are, what your body looks like, you have a place on the rugby field. And Mm -hmm. so that combination just lends to a really great strength, um, between the two, the culture and the game, um, and helps to cultivate that leadership environment where girls can learn those skills on the field and then take them off of the field, um, and bring that into their daily life. So that's really our goal.
0: That's Awesome. Uh, I noticed on the website that it mentions that you also do a values-based curriculum. Can you expand a bit on that? Like what it is, how does it look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I always say that we are an empowerment program first and a rugby program second. So we're constantly talking about different ways of how do we center empowerment for young girls and because empowerment is something that comes from within. Um, You can't make someone feel empowered, but you can help them to find that empowerment and that strength from within. Um, So how do we help them and provide the conditions around that? So one of the things that we do um, is we incorporate a word of the week. So we have 32 different values. And um, each week, our coaches pick one of those values, and they utilize those in practice. Um, and we really encourage them to tailor those values to their team. You know, maybe there's, they're noticing something about one of the players that they're getting picked on or bullied um, in school. And so they can pick one of our values that's individuality and talk about, you know, what is individuality? How does that play out on the field? And what are the strengths there? Um, you know, someone who is tall and thin, what type of skill set do they bring to that? Um, field, someone who is short and really, really fast or really, really strong, what do, does that individual characteristic about them bring to the field that makes our team stronger? Um, And then kind of focus on that outside, what makes you individual, what makes you unique and what you bring to the world um, and your community and your family. So um, that's one of the ways that we encourage that. Additionally, we try to provide an environment where girls feel comfortable taking the lead. So, um, they are leading practices in the way that they're, um, they're incorporating these values into their practices and they're, um, stepping up to lead the stretches and, um, help teach players. So we do, um, or teach other players. So we do, um, our practice goes second through eighth grade. So all of the girls practice together. Um, And we find that that really cultivates this environment where some of the older girls have the ability to take a step back and teach and um, help learn or help the other girls learn if they're newer or, um, if they're not as confident and kind of lead by example. And instead of separating these girls out by their age groups, they can all learn from each other and have the opportunity to um, teach someone else something new. And if you can teach it to someone, that gives you so much confident, confidence on the field and like in your skills. Um, and so even if it's just teaching them um, how to hold the ball when they're running or teaching them how to um, be considerate and kind or how to use their voice, you know, that shows up in. A lot of different ways. Um, and having an eighth grader show you as a third grader how to do those things is so much more powerful than having an adult do those things because, you know, they think that we've got it all figured out. So they're <laughs> like, eh, I'll get there one day. Um, so, yeah, having someone that's a little bit older than you just feels a little bit more attainable.
0: Yeah, I love that because it's providing a positive role model for the younger girls to look up to and to aspire to and see that they can have that too. I also love that you're teaching them social, emotional skills. I find that to be so important for all students, but I'm glad that you're teaching them these skills both on the field so that they can take it to the classroom, take it outside, you know, off the field. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, that's a really powerful part of the program. You know, when we're talking about that word of the week and we ask, how did that show up for you in the classroom or how did that show up for you in your family? And when girls have um, these stories about, how, um, you know, I use positive communication or I advocated for myself. Um, when I felt that something was wrong, I felt confident to call it out. Um, or I, you know, I felt like I was unique in this and that was something that I could bring to the table when they are able to identify these, like one of these 32 different, um, values and words, and then talk about how they found that off of the fields. Those are really powerful stories. So that's one of my favorite parts for sure.
0: Yeah. So you said that it goes up to eighth grade, right? Um, After eighth grade, where can girls go if they want to continue playing rugby and being involved? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So North County, San Diego has started to develop quite a few high school teams, which is really wonderful. Um, down here in more central San Diego where I am there aren't as many of those Um, so I would say if your high school doesn't have a club start one Um, you know that's what we did and that's where it starts from so I think that it's really part a big part of this program like we've talked about is confidence and self-esteem and building those skills to be a leader so like by the time they hit ninth grade, we hope that they feel confident enough to say, you know, I love rugby and this is something that I want to do in my high school career and really feel empowered to start that program at their high school. Um, beyond that, I know that there are a few different programs. Um, there's a San Diego youth touch rugby. Um, -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what age group they go up to, but I know that they exist. Um, and then there's, um, young Aztecs and there's Tri Time Rugby. So, those are a few different rugby groups um, that I believe are co ed. Um, however, that's a huge component of rugby in San Diego or just rugby in general for um, the United States is growing into high school. But, mm-hmm. start of or part of the reason why we're starting in second grade through eighth grade is so that um, hopefully this passion grows and develops and they can learn the Um, skill sets of the game and um, those leadership skill sets and then bring those into high school and start those clubs, which would be really amazing to see.
0: Yeah. And it's introducing them to a sport that they can do now. You know, there's other sports that start very young as well, you know, like uh, baseball and things like that. So I think it's cool that this is being accessible to young girls um, and having them join into a team sport as soon as second grade. So that's, that's really great. So I want to ask too, how can people get involved? Like there's a new season coming up, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, our newest season or our next season is going to be starting on October 4th. um, And we have seven week seasons. We do two seasons, one in the fall and one in the spring. So two, seven week seasons a year. Um, And there's a lot of different ways that people can get involved um, and support our program. So one of the most obvious ways is coaching. Um, We love our coaches. We have an amazing coaching staff here. They volunteer their time um, to a few practices a week and then um, game days on the weekends. So we have Saturday morning game days. Um, and so that's a really rewarding way you get to interact with the girls directly, um, learn from them and, um, teach them and inspire them in all the wonderful ways that our coaches do. Um, and then also we have the opportunity for anyone who is interested in sponsoring us. Um, we have different sponsorship practices, I'm sorry, different sponsorship packages. <laughs> um, and those packages allow you to, um, engage with the, um, product, however you'd like. So if you wanted to um, sponsor doing, um, putting your sponsor on some of our balls or, um, you know, helping to um, pay for some of the background logistics, um, things like getting the jerseys to the girls, um, providing with equipment, or sponsoring girls and scholarships. Often um, we have a great scholarship fund, which is amazing. Um, that's a huge component is we want to make sure that every girl is able to make it out onto the field if they want to. So um, being able to provide scholarships or partial scholarships to girls makes a huge impact as far as whether or not um, they'll be able to play that season. So that's mm-hmm. another way. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways to get involved and um, it's, I mean, the best thing that you can do is just go to our website, which is, um, girlsrugbyinc.com. And then, um, we actually have, we're in 10 different States now. So depending Mm. on where you're listening from, um, it's possible that there's a program locally. And even if you're not local, then, um, it's possible to still engage with the program and, um, continue to help us grow and provide the opportunity to girls all over the country. So
0: I want to ask a little bit about, uh, how to play rugby. Just a, a brief overview for, I feel like a lot of people in the U.S. aren't very familiar with rugby as they are, like, let's say, soccer or football. Mm-hmm. So just in general, like, what, how do you play? How is the game played? It, it yeah. looks similar uh, to, like, football and soccer combined, but I know it's a different thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so we... Rugby is a little bit of a complex sport, definitely, uh, just because there's not a whole lot to reference it to. It's just unique in and of itself. Um, So the way that we play is a little bit different. So we play rookie rugby, which is going to be flag rugby. Um, So we don't have tackling, but essentially the... Biggest thing, or the most remarkable thing that people mention, is that um, you cannot pass forward in rugby. You have to pass backwards, um, which mm-hmm. just feels really counterintuitive when you're coming from other sports. And um, so it's um, all about strategy and communication and how do you set that up um, so that you can be successful. So Essentially, um, you're passing backwards. And um, if you accidentally pass forward or drop the ball, that's a knock on. That's something that you'll hear often. Um, And your goal is to make it down the field with your teammates. Um, You can either play rugby with um, 15s or 15s rugby, which is played with 15 players on each side or sevens rugby, which is played with seven players on each side. Um, and your goal is to make it down the field and into the try zone and a try is what we call scoring in rugby, where essentially you place the ball down into the try zone Um, and that's, um, what people reference as like a touchdown. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's how you score in rugby.
0: All right. Yeah. And it seems like, um, it's, it's safe, it, you know, relatively safe. I know there's no gear as in like something like football, but it also seems like it's a lot safer, especially with, um, you said it was uh, touch, right? Yeah.
1: Flag rugby. Um, mm-hmm. so absolutely. Our program is definitely the safest of rugby programs with r- rookie rugby, um, being our program. So, um, it's done with flags. So there's no contact, mm-hmm. um, as you grow and develop with the game, um, contact is slowly incorporated, um, into upper levels. And I found it in my personal experience, definitely being a safe sport in the way that um, you're taught how to tackle and how to be tackled um, in the way that um, our goal on the rugby field as a rugby player is never to hurt another Mm -hmm. player um, and obviously not to be hurt. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into the way that you tackle um, and how to keep each other safe as well as yourself safe on the field. And, um, I think a lot of other sports kind of skip over that safety aspect and mm-hmm. rely a little bit more on the gear that they put on or the, um, things that they use, whereas rugby, you don't have any of those things. So you have to be really intentional about the way that you're teaching and the way that you're playing, um, and how those things play out on the field. So it's like any other sport, of course, there's always going to be injuries, um, or things that happen, but, um, I think that rugby is unique in that it's very intentional. Um, and there's a big component on safety for sure.
0: Okay, thanks for that. Um, no. So we're gonna start to wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually close out with shout outs, so you can give a shout out to it could be a person or a book or just anything that you want to shout out currently.
1: So sure.
0: I I can go first uh, just yeah. to show an example. Um, yeah. I actually want to shout out my husband. Uh, he's been working really hard. And he just got a promotion. So high five to that.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I can go ahead and shout out my fiance. Um, He just started his um, new job and career as a PE coach. Um, Oh, how fun. Yeah. So um, he's super excited for that. So it's kind of fun that we're um, in the same ballpark now that we're working with um, youth athletes, which is awesome. Um, And yeah, and then obviously a shout out to um, my direct supervisor, which is Erin Kennedy. Um, She's the one that um, got me involved with girls rugby um, and has given me a lot of opportunity to grow in this um, position. So a shout out to her um, and all the support that she offers me.
0: Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming. I think you explained everything beautifully and I'm really excited to share this with others. So thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, and thank you so much for hosting us. I hope that, um, this was everything that you needed and, um, yeah, if you need any more information about, um, how to contact us or get involved or anything, feel free to uh, reach out to me and I can provide that for you.
0: All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to have all the contact information to girls rugby in the show notes below. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with others and spread joy. Also, if you have any suggestions or businesses or topics or anything like that you would like to share or have us touch on, please uh, send us a message. I'll leave a link to our Instagram where you can message us directly. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome day. Bye.